Hey everyone, a quick note before the show starts. Now that the podcast is available in iTunes, I'd be thrilled if you could write a review for the show. Right now is a critical time, especially with how iTunes determines rankings, so please leave a review and a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. And now for the show. This is The Space Shot, Episode 7, for May 21st, 2017. Luke, I am your podcast host. (laughs) Hey everyone, sorry for the dad joke there. I'm John Molnix and welcome to The Space Shot. A short because we've all got things to do, an educational journey into space history, pop culture, and space news. Yesterday we explored Venus with the Pioneer Venus Orbiter mission and the Havoc mission concept. Today we'll be talking about some private space industry history and a little bit of news as well. Don't worry about Apollo 10. I haven't forgotten about Charlie Brown and Snoopy. They entered lunar orbit on this day in 1969. Tomorrow, the crew of Apollo 10 starts their lunar surface observations, and that's where we will pick up with Apollo 10. Now, back to the present day. One month from today marks the 13th anniversary of the first suborbital private spaceflight. The scaled composites-designed Spaceship One successfully carried the first private astronaut on a suborbital mission, marking the end of what was previously a government-dominated ability. Since the first flight of Spaceship One, there have been other American companies that have entered the marketplace, and they continue to push the boundaries of private spaceflight. In 2008, SpaceX made history by launching the first orbital liquid-fueled rocket, the Falcon 1, from Kwajalein Atoll in the Marshall Islands. In 2015, Blue Origin successfully tested the New Shepard from the Blue Origin launch site in West Texas. What was notable about that launch was that it was the first time the booster had launched and landed all on the same flight. The list of firsts from companies like Blue Origin and SpaceX are astounding. Blue Origin landed the first suborbital class rocket and flew it again five times over the ensuing year. SpaceX landed its Falcon 9 orbital class booster for the first time on December 21, 2015 at Landing Zone 1, an old converted launch pad at Cape Canaveral. And in March of this year, they launched the first flight-proven booster. That launch used a Falcon 9 from a mission that flew in 2016. SpaceX successfully landed that booster a second time helping realize the goal set by founder Elon Musk. Partnerships between NASA and countless private companies have helped accelerate the pace of innovation in the space industry. Newcomers like Blue Origin and SpaceX have demonstrated reusability for their boosters, a development that has pushed incumbent launch providers to accelerate the development of their own reusable systems. The United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket and European-developed Ariane 6 are responses to the new rockets that have been developed by SpaceX and Blue Origin. To say that the future of commercial spaceflight is going to be interesting is an understatement. Companies like Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic are preparing to take customers on suborbital flights, and SpaceX is wanting to take paying customers on a trip around the moon within the next two years. The coming decade is going to be an exciting time for the private space industry. Now for a bit of pop culture. On this day in 1980, The Empire Strikes Back was released to theaters in the United States, and this is by far and away my favorite Star Wars movie. I think The Empire Strikes Back is the example of how awesome an epic space opera can be. Massive battles, expansive alien vistas, exotic cloud cities, and I really wish we could have Havoc be as cool as Bespin. Um, It isn't just me that thinks that The Empire Strikes Back is an important piece of history. It's one of the movies that was preserved by the Library of Congress because it's, quote, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. 
Tomorrow we're going to chat about Apollo 10 and the SpaceX COTS 2 mission. Now that the Space Shot is available through iTunes, I would love if you could write a review for the show. Right now is a critical time with how iTunes determines rankings for new shows. Being able to get reviews and downloads all at the same time is essential to the success of any podcast. So leaving a review would be greatly appreciated. Please share the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you connect with your friends and family. That'd be super awesome if you could do that. I'm also really appreciative of the comments I've received so far, so don't be shy on iTunes with those reviews. In tomorrow's episode, Snoopy snoops around the moon. Until tomorrow, I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.